Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I am your host, Chaotic Al Gore. I'm here with Lance, Lance just luxury himself, Psycho. Uh, before we get into it, I want to tell you about something that is luxury, and that is learning Revit the right way through RevitRocketShip.com. Nothing more will help your productivity than being focused on a system that is made to mimic construction, that you are in a template that has everything you need in there, and that you are confident in the way that you're modeling. Go check out RevitRocketShip.com where you learn Revit training and skills to rocket ship your Revit skills. Gosh, I was just trying to find... Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, so you should you should get on the rocket. You know why? Because I see complaints like this all the time. Not going to name names, but I will just read it. Why is Revit so complicated? I use Chief Architect, and it's 1,000 times easier and way faster. I just downloaded the Revit trial, and I want to give up after 15 minutes. Nothing makes sense. Blah, 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 blah. And then I just commented, minutes. it's easy if you get on the rocket ship. Boom. Yeah. So get on the rocket ship. What are you waiting for? I, so also, Revit is, is complicated. and, and But we simplify like it. But we simplify it for sure. Take it to Mars, theoretically speaking. There's a complicated program that I didn't get within 15 minutes. I quit. What? Wow. What? Talk about TikTok generation. What? Yeah. Uh. You know what else you got to check out? You need to check out RCAT. With project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. RCAT.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and design so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, RCAT.com is free to use and requires no registration. So visit today and access the information you need now. That's ARCAT.com. Check them out. You should also check out Pella Luxury. Why? Because they support us, and we support you with the knowledge from this podcast. So go to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Make sure you go to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm so they can track the link. They can keep sponsoring us. We can keep bringing you to that content every week. You need to check them out because they you, you have never experienced a brand like this before. I'm telling you. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Expel, explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. Today, back to you, Mr. Chaos. All right. And you're going to throw it right back to me. <laughs> so, Lance, you served as an expert witness uh, for a tr an actual trial. When we were talking, this literally happened yesterday. I thought it was just mediation, but it went Wrong. all oh, you didn't know that. arbitration. Arbitration. Close to the same, yep. but different. But yes. Um, so then when we were talking and you mentioned a jury, this was a full <coughs> jury trial. Yeah. 
What happened? And just a, so like that, there was a lot of things that I learned, um, namely the like full jury, you know, that word, what does that mean? Uh, in a, it was a civil case. That means it's only six jurors. Typically, uh, if it's a full, uh, state prosecuted case, it's 12 jurors. I don't know, just all kinds of little differences. Um, but what I wanted to first start out with is, um, if anybody is interested in, if you're listening to the show, you, you know, one of the things we always preach is making sure that you're not putting all of your eggs in one basket. You have a lot of people that rely on you if you are a business owner, even with one employee. Uh, it is your it is your moral obligation to make sure that people stay employed and uh, are paid what they're worth and, um, and you're not laying people off because you will break people's hearts. And you know what else you'll do if you lay people off? You, you, will, you will create little lances and they will they will they will be they will go after um all the work that you you failed to get and then they will create f9 productions and then they will they will crush that's what will happen and so you don't want competition is what i'm getting at well that but then also like you just destroyed your internal knowledge base that you've built up for a long time what a good point yeah Yeah. that's devastating that is devastating (laughs) exactly and then you gotta start over so if you're interested in putting getting another egg in your basket, another uh, leg of your stool to, to stand on with your business. Think about doing expert witness work as an architect or a contractor or an engineer. Um, I've been trying to get into this line of work for a couple of years now and uh, finally had one come through that was that was a pretty big case and it paid very well and all of that. So what I what you can do is you go to, I'm not getting paid by these guys either, just so you know, expert IQ, it's experts, um, dot expert iq.com so it's experts.expert-iq.com and uh, that's where I signed up and I put my resume up there and then I was and then I was found by an attorney for a local case down here in Colorado uh, to be to provide expert architectural uh, witness services for them so this this segment and literally the the episode the podcast episode is called Lance goes to court because that, that's where I was so I want to give everybody, I'm not going to name names. We're not going to give exact figures and everything like that, but I will tell you about the case. So just, cause I think this is part of it, right? So the first part you got to get signed up uh, and maybe you even just have an attorney connection that, that does a bunch of like construction related projects or something like that. And they, they're already looking for one anyway, but if you're looking to do it the way I did, you sign up for this expert IQ thing. It's actually free um, for me. It's the attorneys and the clients end up paying. Yeah. I have, uh, Finder's fee they pay. A business-related question. Yeah. Can you... It's a spoiler alert. You did a decent job. Did a good job. Did a good job. So could you get a reference from that lawyer? Yeah. And then, like, if you wanted to get more, let's say, locally, like, send it out just saying, hey, just let you know I'm in the area. Um, here's a reference from the lawyer from the case that I just had. Literally like 100%. basic level marketing. Basic level. You could do basic level. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's not a bad idea at all. Cost you, uh, yeah, it'll cost you your time and maybe it'll return. Um, okay, so the, here's what, here was the case. So basically, uh, here's the other thing too you got to ask yourself if you're looking at these cases and they come through and you know and all that is like, is this an ethical one for me to take? For sure, 100%. Right? It's Don't like, be a part of the cog in the system just to get money. F that. Yeah, like... Money isn't everything, not having it is, Kanye West, all that. But like at the same time, you need to be able to sleep well at night. Uh, there's there's something to putting yourself out there and doing work that you're passionate about, um, that you feel 
obligated to do and, and you know all of those things all that is 100 percent true you know what i'm also worried about have you ever heard about some people being a terrible person or a terrible lawyer or a terrible business person yeah and then like oh they get cancer at 53 and die like i'm like oh, i don't want cancer 53 and die because i've been doing some terrible shit and it's been like myself and you probably already stuff enough stress into our bodies anyways. 100%. I don't think you need that subconsciously. Are you talking about Kevin Samuels? No, but who is Kevin? Oh, my God. Kevin Samuels was 53, and he just died. That's why I thought you were talking about him. He is not appropriate for the show. Oh, it's 57. Uh, he is not appropriate for the show. Uh, Did he want... do bad stuff? <laughs> he is an image consultant. I will show you some clips of him after the show, and we'll see what you think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering who it is, go to Kevin Samuel. <clears throat> I'm a I'm a big fan of your mom's house podcast. And, who is it? And and they they are savages on that show, and they like savages. And so, if you're wondering who Kevin Samuels is, go to YouTube while you're listening to this. Maybe pause it and go and type in uh, Kevin Samuels most savage takedowns and you'll see and it is entertaining i'm not saying i agree with him i'm just saying it is entertaining okay. okay back to the case so so i looked at the case and when i read through the case synopsis and everything uh i fully you do that part for free it's just like any kind of business you got to do some work ahead of time right mm -hmm. put together a proposal i read through it and i thought this is a case i can i feel like i can I feel more. I feel uh, my moral compass aligns with it mm. i'm not sure it wasn't open and shut as far as like oh the guy trying to sue the guy that i'm going to defend is going to is a uh, slam dunk case right that sort of thing so what the case amounted to was um basically this um uh this this uh handyman uh he signed uh four different contracts and we're just going to throw out the number we're going to say let's say the contracts were for ten thousand each and um totaling forty thousand dollars and it took him um and he basically did the demolition and then he did like two construction parts for it. And one of my conclusions of my report was like, yeah, the guy got paid about 20K. Again, these figures are all made up. It's fictitious in this sense. So, you know, don't, don't sue me. Um, but then, the, you know, my conclusion was, oh, the guy got back, uh, the guy got paid 20K. It seems like he did about 20K worth of work. This is an this is issue. This you guys should just walk away from each other. Like, mm -hmm. get a life, get a life, so you don't kill yourself at fifty-seven. Yep. You know, with a heart attack. Yeah. Like you were saying. Uh, but my counter report wasn't enough. They didn't settle out of court, and then they decided. And by the way, so my counter report was a count was a was a why I'm saying counter report. It was a counter report to a you know what happens is. You know, something gets filed in court where they say, you know, somebody like a disgruntled homeowner or or somebody that has hired you, if you're a builder or a handyman, they get they get disgruntled and then they hire an attorney. You guys are done working together. It gets filed in court that they're suing you. And what was one of the other reasons why you were morally okay to do it was because the homeowner was disgruntled because the contractor couldn't finish the work. Yeah. And he couldn't finish the work because when he was completing one of the one of the few construction uh, tasks that he actually fully completed, he got a blood clot in his leg, and it was life threatening. And it, so he, his doctor literally told him, "You cannot work anymore. No bueno. Yeah, or you'll die because you could die. <laughs> yeah, so, at fifty-seven, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. 
So that's why I felt like, oh, come on. Like, like it would be way different if here's the opposite scenario. The opposite scenario is I look at the case and this, the, the, the whole thing is, oh, the guy had four contracts for 10 K each $40,000. He got paid in full. He completed half the work and he walked away and he walked away with, with, for no reason at all just to do it. Yep. Oh, that's a classic, this crappy contractor. Yeah. 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 But that was not it. So basically it ended up going to trial. And so I completed, so there was a, so to kind of back up again, sorry. He gets filed in court. There's going to be, what happens is like the accusing party will file a, uh, they will hire expert witnesses on their behalf, right? Which are um, architects, engineers, construction people. And they will, they will examine all the things that, that this, you know, you, the person who is su- trying to sue the other person and say like, oh yeah, by, yeah, he absolutely uh, is right that this, this was installed correctly or done incorrectly and therefore it caused this much damage and blah, 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 blah. We also, both of us, me, me and the other expert were referring to like a house inspection. So like this, you know, it was a house um, and, and they had it inspected before they bought it. And then before like all the, all the remodel work occurred. Uh, so we both gave our reports. Mine ended up being a 53 pages long. It is a lot of work and you get paid by the hour, set your hourly rate. I think you should match something like an attorney. You should be between like two and $400 an hour. So it is very lucrative work. Um, and then it goes to court and then you get a full on subpoena. Uh, so I got subpoenaed to court and then signed the subpoena and then I appeared yesterday and then you get put up on stand. So if you're the expert witness, uh, if you get, if, if you, if they're presenting you as the expert witness and like the, the attorney you're working with, with a defendant, then you get called up on stand first. Um, I went up there for about a half hour and, uh, then we took a lunch and then I got called up for another 15 minutes and we've kind of finished up the Q and a back and forth with me, the, me and the other attorney. Um, and then, then the prosecution, it's not prosecution in this case, but like the plaintiff, the person who's trying to sue the guy I was defending, his attorney called me up and then we went back and forth and he got to ask all of his questions. My tips for people who are doing this for the first time is only believe half of what you see on TV because it's not, um, as cut and dry as you would think. Example, if uh, what this, like some of the questions, I think one of the things that was like, okay, this was not real for me. Once I got there on stand, it was like, oh, they don't just cut you off if you don't answer directly. You actually uh, do get to keep talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like as hard and fast as is contentious. You, it's it's not as it's not right. It's not exactly. Uh, so know that like you're supposed to. You, you, you want to answer questions as succinctly as possible. And you obviously have to tell the truth because you get sworn in for that. You know, like you, like that one is part of real as far as TV goes. But you know where you see on TV where they're like, um, you know, the other lawyer turns up. Objection. He's not answering the question. Like, it's not as crazy as you think. Is the, 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 the drama is much less. Yeah. Is the oath to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? So, is that- so help me God. Really? All that's real. That's real. All right. Yep. Um, so, uh, so know that, uh, I think the other thing you need to have, there's two mindsets. I, the three mindsets I think you need to be in, within. The first one is if you're, if you're doing this for the first time is like y- you, um, while you owe 
your services to the person who's hiring you, uh, you you don't take anything personally. Like they're gonna personally attack you. Mm, they're good, going to absolutely 100% personally attack you. They're going to try to degrade you as a professional. You know, like oh, you went to. North, they didn't say this, but like, oh, you went to North Dakota State University? Well, my expert witness went to Harvard. You know, like, okay, all right, you know, yeah. whatever. What you do is, and I was telling Alex this like the day before when we were talking about me doing this, is yeah, you know, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat I'm gonna I'm gonna do what the politicians do. And I know that sounds terrible, but like what they do well <laughs> is they if they get asked a tough question, then they just smile and nod and they turn it into like they yes they still turn red and you can tell that they're like that that flustered them or whatever but like they don't go back and start digging their heels in and go on the defensive you know and start like getting tangled in that you just you you keep a positive haha attitude like oh that was entertaining that was a good question sir yeah and what is also cool about that suggestion is it ties to a concept that Jocko always talks about and it's detached and have perspective. Mm. So it's a physical thing that you're doing to yourself to say, okay, they just hit me, laugh, detach. And when you detach, like, you know, like, okay, don't emotionally react or, you know, get hot headed or whatever, and then come back to the question. So like, I like the tip because it's giving a, yeah. a physical rather than yeah. just a mo- remember not to do that. Well, it's hard just to remember, but if you say, hey, if they ever do this, this action's gonna happen. It's a nice cue. Yep, yep. Uh, the other one is assert your dominance. I'm so serious about this. You need to do what Jordan Peterson says, and you need to uh, stand up straight with your shoulders back and be the top lobster in the room. That doesn't, and that, what do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah the pinchers, he, sorry. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, he just pinched, he just did the pinchers. Yep. Mr. Al Gore. Uh, we're gonna have to make a gif out of that. <laughs> so uh, here's the example. Uh, here's the literally specific example. So um, I got there at about eight twenty. I didn't get called up to the stand uh, for about three hours later until eleven thirty. At ten a.m. we we had a recess, and um, up until I got called, what I was watching as I was watching the person I was defending, they were up on stand and they were getting grilled by the attorney opposing them. And I got to watch all of the attorney, the attorney who was opposing us his mannerisms, how he acted, how he answered questions, his line of thought, um, just kind of, and then prep myself mentally for that. Like, oh, I can see a pattern here. Mm -hmm. For instance, this guy had a pattern of, he would get you to do, and this is what all attorneys do when you're up on the stand or whatever, or or you're giving a deposition, is they're they're trying to uh, give you... um, Lead you. Lead you, yes. I'll do it it to Al right now, okay? Um, Al, would you agree that your shirt is a green shirt? Uh, yes. Would you agree that the shirt underneath your green shirt is a black shirt? Uh, yes. And would you would you absolutely agree that you look like an idiot wearing mismatching shirts? Uh, no, I would not, sir. <clears throat> because <laughs> so now, now I'm gonna break. It's so hilarious <laughs> because today when I was putting this on. <laughs> I do. I was wearing a black shirt and I was like, oh, it's going to be cold. I'll just wear this in the beginning of the day, yeah. even though it, it doesn't match um, whatsoever. So the correct answer to yours is yes, it does not match whatever. That's why I'm but out. Okay, what you're doing it. is, go ahead. Yep. Um, but for practicality, me being comfortable makes for a better working Al than a mismatched shirt. 
So you, oh yeah. Anyway, so that that's literally it. Because he just wants you to say yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh my God, you don't know how to dress. How can you even design a building yes. if you don't even know how to dress yourself? Exactly. So would we, you agree you have no taste whatsoever? So that, <laughs> you, and sir, would you agree that your wife needs to divorce you tonight? <laughs> if you have no taste and you cannot design, you cannot provide for your family. Your wife should divorce you and your kids should leave you. Hundred percent. What do you do? If you let so if you let them railroad you like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just gotta be prepared for it. And and I'll get to why that's so important, I think, and what it does to how it how it can literally, I think, what it did for me was turned it, it literally put me on the off- offense in a, the best way possible. Okay. What were we gonna say? I feel like you're gonna say something. Oh, I was gonna mention, but it might come along later, like a, a question like Hey, you are this job. They are this job. Aren't they better than you? Like that would have set me off, but you were kind of cool See? about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So then, um, so basically I get up on, you know, I'm getting questioned by this, by this other, oh, sorry. The other mind piece of mindset is I was saying is, you know, being, being the, being the top lobster in the room or whatever, we went to go to recess at 10 a.m. And uh, I was, I've been sitting in the back for a couple hours uh, as you're listening here. And then the attorney who was opposing us uh, comes right up to me and says, are you the other, are you, are you their expert witness? And the judge was talking while this was all happening. I've never been in court before, so I didn't know how this works. And I was like, and I was just trying to be a super respectful person. So I literally, I don't even look at the guy. I just turn and point at the judge and I look up at the judge and I say, I think we're not supposed to be talking right now. And then the guy turned around and uh, again, shoulders back, uh, chest out, standing tall, and like you gotta assert your dominance. Like you're already not going to answer this guy in right. the way he wants you to answer it. You are going to answer it in the way you want to answer it, and the way you should answer it. Dominance. I'm telling you, you gotta do it. Here's why. Here's what. Here's what. Because because then it translated later on. So I so I'm up there on the stand, and uh, <clears throat> again referring back to these numbers. So this guy tried to lead me you know he tried to get me to agree for instance he was like well wouldn't you agree that in the living room uh if you're a general contractor he goes wouldn't you agree that in the living room if you were doing this job it would have only taken you two or three days to demolish before you started the the reconstruction of the living room um you know which is which amounts to about a third of the work would you agree with that yes wouldn't you also agree that it, that in uh, the second living room, it's the same scenario? It would maybe take about a third of the time. Yes. So wouldn't you agree that if the contracts totaled forty thousand dollars, that all 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 my client should have paid out was about five thousand dollars? To which I said, and the the numbers are real. As to which I said, well, sir. I would not agree with that because the last time I checked math, uh, the, the, the last time I checked um, the math on 25% of $40,000 is $10,000. So I literally checked his math yep. in that scenario. Um, the math is obviously different. I'm not telling you the real numbers, but like I checked his math in that scenario and he was not expecting, I don't think quantitative reasoning. Like, when you go to when you go to architecture college, right? You're supposed to take trigonometry, and then you're supposed to take some other advanced level mathematics course. And the Did reason start with a D. D sorry, it, we I, both took the ones for idiots because you and I are not like like uh, we just didn't take calculus. Yeah, that was it. 
you could take calculus and sub it. But remember, the whole point of you, like one of the whole points of uh, going to architecture school and like testing you is like you need to be able to quantitatively reason, right? Like you're mm -hmm. doing algebra in your head because you're juggling so many different balls with variables. That's the whole thing that your your brain is supposed to be working at a higher level than somebody who's not an architect. Right. Design, client wishes, code, city wishes, uh, engineering. You got to be able to put those all in your head and juggle yeah. them. Yeah. So that threw him off. And I could feel, you could see... He was getting frustrated because, I, again, I was I was being a roadblock in his, uh, wouldn't you agree? Yes. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Wouldn't you agree? No. And then a very, and then a long, like, explanation about why I would not agree with that and using quantitative reasoning, right? For instance, here's another good example. Here's a, here's a perfect example of how I was the roadblock. You know, one of the things was, like, wouldn't you agree that um, then because the problem was not solved by removing this item and installing this other item that it was completely unnecessary to remo remove that item in the first place and install a new one to which I said, no, I would not agree with that. E even though it might have, you might determine, I would then I would put it back in him, even though it might determine that you might determine that it was unnecessary, um, that it was found to be unnecessary to remove that item and then install the new one. That doesn't mean that it wasn't necessary in the first place in trying to solve the overall problem by re by tackling that potential issue and seeing that it isn't a problem, that way you can narrow it down to the other two things, tackle the next one, and then maybe get to the third one. So, so for example, it, it is- hated that. Yep, it is literally like this. So I'm fixing my kid's monster truck. So I am replacing the fuses, mm -hmm. and then they're breaking when I do certain things. Okay, the fuse is not the problem. Now I need to check the wire. Should I sue myself for the fuses that I blew that weren't the issue? Yeah. No, I, you just got to go down the logic train to, to, to keep moving. Yep. Yeah. So that was one of my last answers to him that completely threw him off and pissed him off. And then he, then he spent the next 60 seconds after that um, just flipping through he was at his own little stand there where they ask you the questions just flipping through uh like my my 53 page report like pretending to scribble and then he goes no more questions and then he went and sat down and then the attorney that i was working with was like you could tell he was like his energy was happy and he was like oh my god i think lance nailed it yeah then he said no more questions here's here's the surprise okay i didn't know this al didn't know this nobody up in the firm knew this my wife did not know this the judge turns to the jury and goes do you have any questions for the expert witness? Uh oh, dun dun dun. Dun, dun, dun. exactly. Ominous music. And uh, at first, nobody said anything, and then eventually, one guy at the very last minute, yeah, I have one question. The judge goes, "Great, please write it down." I had no idea that the jury could ask questions. Again, nobody knew. And since, can I? I'll make up the question since it's not going to be related to you. You can do it, sir. <clears throat> And, and but can I talk about the process? Yes. Okay. Hold your hold. You're remembering the question. Here's how it works. I just I got it. I got to tell you guys. Is uh, so he writes down the question, and then the uh, court clerk then uh, goes and gets it from the jury, hands it to the judge. The judge reads it uh, to himself. Then he turns on like this little noise machine, like the ones where you're, you're trying to sleep. The <laughs> then uh, both attorneys go up there. It's like a little confidential discussion. I could hear it because I was up on the stand. And basically, they both read it and they go, I don't object. I don't object. Go ahead. And then the judge shuts off the machine. Everybody goes, sits down. He reads me the question, which is. And the judge reads it to 
uh, me, the, the expert, uh, Mr. Psycho, is it true? Uh, is it true that if you have a four year, four year old monster truck, should you by default, if it's not working, replace the fuse? Yes. <laughs> so it was a question like that. But it was it was literally a question like that. You you know make your own decisions about what they really asked. But it was devastating to who we were up against. You yep. could tell their body language; they just sank in their chairs because it was literally the the jury asking like a yes or no like question about this last amount of money. Yeah, that I was contending that like oh no he did the work like he was. He, it's he, obvious to replace this part given this yes, length of time. Yes. You could feel the nail in the coffin happening. So uh, that's that's kind of the summation of how to provide expert witness services as an architect or design or kind of professional in this field. I think it's a worthy endeavor. I think you should do it. I think it's another leg you can stand on. However, the other piece of advice I want to give out there is like, uh, was it a slam dunk? Like, did we win? I So um, we mostly won. Basically, um, the person I was defending is going to have to pay a little bit of stuff, but not even close to what the other person was accusing them of. So they mostly won. They could have won more if they weren't such a sloppy business owner. Um, and that is, you know, here's just some general re-tips for everybody is do not take cash as payment because that is going to be an issue. Because you know what you're going to probably do with cash? You're probably going to not want to pay taxes because I don't care where you're at in the political spectrum. You don't want to pay taxes. Uh, you want somebody else to pay taxes, right? So, like, <laughs> it's true. You don't want to pay for your own education. You want someone else to pay for your Bingo. education. Uh, so don't take cash. Keep good book. Keep good reports. Keep good bookkeeping. And don't write bad contracts. You need to be very explicit about what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. And then don't take forever to do work. Like, you need to be professional on time and get it done and all of that um, and again try to document as much as you can like if you can avoid phone calls and you're let's say the person is like i'm not i'm not into emails and they're like i'm only into phone calls and you're like what about texting are you into texting how about can we just meet up meet in the middle and do texting save the text yep yeah and then i would even argue if they're like no say no one's memories are 100 percent this just leads something. This just means that we can more easily come to decisions and conclusions if we do it this yeah. way. Yeah. And you know what? That was actually, I think that'll kind of be most of the episode. I'd say we move right into ARE Jeopardy, yeah. Let's do it. Sounds great. We'll bring down the crew. Okay, question one. What is a common rule for building in the floodplain? Is it A, you cannot build in the floodplain? B, use caissons instead of traditional foundations? C, uh, build first, ask questions later? Or D, the finished floor must be one foot above the base flood elevation? Is that all we're. Okay, B, B, did you say B? D? It is D. The finished floor must be one foot above fin above base flood elevation. Okay. Question number two. What is a common rule for building in the flood way? Not plain way. Is it A, you cannot build in the flood way? Is it B, you caissons instead of traditional foundations? Is it C, build first and ask later? 
Or is it D, the finished floor must be one foot above the base flight elevation? Okay, B, B, A. It is A. You cannot build in the floodway. That's the major difference. That's the point of the question. You can build in the flood plain. Yeah. Do not build in the flood way. Yeah. You would be in way of the flood. Ooh, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. You're in the way. Can't be in the way of the flood. I like that. What's <laughs> Number three. What is the minimum framing penetration depth for fasteners into hardboard panels and or lap siding? A, 1.25 inches. C, 1.5 inches. Or sorry. A, 1.25 inches. B, 1.5 inches. C, 1.75 inches. D, 2 inches. What is the minimum framing penetration depth for fasteners into hardboard panels and or lap siding? A, 1.25 inches. B, 1.5 inches. C, 1.75 inches. D, 2 inches. This will be on the test. She's got D. He's got B. B. The correct answer is B. 1.5. Way to be, coach. It, would you say why this is... Uh, relevant is because if you're putting in insulation you have to go 1.5 oh, now you see how if you're in the 2021 codes exterior insulation if you have one and a half inch and you have to go one and a half inch now you're three inches plus the depth of whatever you have now you're going from a three inch nail or screw to a four yeah this seems like it'll make housing more affordable oh dude nail guns don't even you can't even yeah. it's gonna be it doesn't even have a four inch option yeah all nail guns are obsolete yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> Housing uh, prices go where? Yep. Number four. What is the overlapping? What is the minimum overlapping for a re for rebar in a wall? Is it a twenty times the diameter? B thirty times the diameter? C forty times the diameter? Or or D fifty times the diameter? Reeves, you look like you need that repeated. Are you? Is your mind blown that all nail guns just became obsolete? Are you just sitting there like? I am <laughs> right because I didn't even mention you have your sheathing. So now you're at like four or four and a quarter to four. Yeah, isn't that blowing your mind? I just just hate the rules. Okay, uh, we have C, B, C. The correct answer is C. Forty times the diameter. Never forget it. What do we got? Two, three. Jason, I think that's it. Okay, no where time. are we going to eat? Pump House. That's it for me. Lance. If you like this episode, please leave us a comment on the YouTube. Like, smash that subscribe button if you're listening terrestrially. Leave us a five-star review, and we will see you next week.